Hello, everyone. This is Mina Puri, host of um, Igniting Change, Finding Your Fire. So today's topic uh, has to do with the body, but it's a, I think it's a charged and an involved topic. There's a lot wrapped around the physical body, and our minds are wrapped with the physical body in many, many different ways. So I will... Um, try to make my point. So bear with me during this podcast. So let's start with the trauma. And many times we think of the word trauma with a capital T, that there is this one very dark and a huge incident that happened that changed, um, that changed us. And that trauma played a pivotal role in how we lived our life. There's that trauma. But I am also referring to the traumas with the little t. In the course of living on everyday basis many times, we have many, many traumatic experiences. And because that's, you know, kind of part of being alive, When we don't know, uh, so what I refer to trauma is uh, when we don't know what to do with an experience, we, that's trauma because we don't know how to digest it. So what happens to that experience that it, it stays in the body. So, you know, body is the antenna, the experience, the emotional, psychological experience is registered in the tissues and in the body. So, and who is to say what should be a trauma with a big T and what should be a trauma with a little T? It's all individual. What could be very traumatic for one person is not so traumatic for the other. And also one thing to really um, understand that many times we don't want to talk about trauma if there if it's if it's caused by someone we love and so there's guilt associated with talking about it but one of the things to really understand is really not about what somebody does it's about your experiences so many times um, when the trauma is caused by our parents or our caretakers and when you really look at you know, what, what had happened, they're actually nothing they did. They were really good parents, uh, raised their kids well, but so they're not intentionally trying to cause trauma. They're not, you know, those bad, mean, wounded people who are trying to hurt you. Sometimes they just do the best they can, but the experience is received as traumatic. Even something simple as, why are you wearing that dress? You really want to wear that dress? It's really, um, you know, it's seemingly a very harmless comment, but the experience is, oh my God, I look horrible. I am not good enough. Um, My body is awful. I don't know, like the whole self-esteem, the self gets so wounded that it affects us. So that's one of the reasons that we don't talk about trauma that's caused by our near and dear family members. And to be honest, that's where most of the trauma comes from, comes from people who love us the most. 
So, you know, so there's, so there, you're not talking bad or ill about your caretakers. It's really about your experience. It's not about what they did. And I know in other circumstances um, that, you know, what, then there's a clearly uh, a wrongdoing. That's another story. But, you know, again, like I said, these, these, these topics, these psychological, emotional, experiential topics are very convoluted. They're not clear cut. So hopefully I can make my point during this uh, few minutes that I have with you. So what happens when we experience trauma, when we have a traumatic experience, because the experience is held in the body, we leave the body. It's a built-in self-defense mechanism and it's actually beautiful because it helps us survive and to get on with life. We think nothing of it. And slowly, slowly, if we continue to have traumatic experiences that we don't know what to do or how to digest, we, um, we leave the body repeatedly and that becomes a normal way of being. So this disconnect from the body um, creates behaviors or habit patterns that help to kind of um, not bridge the gap, but to kind of fill the hole, fill the emptiness. But it actually never does. That's why we continue to repeat those habits such as addictions and self-sabotaging behavior and, you know, all kinds of uh, things which inflict pain on ourselves because we are not connected to the body. And so nothing like that can ever fill that gap, fill that emptiness, but we don't know that. We're hoping that it will fill the gap. So the psyche just continues to, we continue to gravitate towards habits and behaviors that we believe is somehow filling the gap. So it's a self-perpetuating, downward spiraling cycle. Um, so how do we, what do we do? How do we, how do we come back? and connect with the body. And, you know, I was listening to uh, Tara Brack and she talks about the simple question that she asks is, where is it hurting? Where does it hurt? And that brings attention to the body. So I use some of our practices with my clients and I used it with one of my clients. And um, so what is it that you're feeling? Where in the body is it hurting? So that immediately connects you to the body and brings you back to, back to the body. So as she pointed out where it was hurting, so I said, well, put your hand there. Put your hand there and see if you can soothe the intensity of the pain or the discomfort by just simply being mindful and breathing into that area. So I walked her through a little bit of a breathing exercise. And after, at the end, I said, you know, how was the experience? What did you feel? She said, so that kind of peeled away the layer and showed what was underneath it, a lot of anger. She felt a lot of anger that the body had betrayed her. She had other, you know, health issues. The body has betrayed me. The body did not do what it was supposed to do. And I hate my body because when I touch the body, all I feel is a you know flab of fat. I realize how fat and you know flabby I am, and I hate my body. So very painful, but I this was a breakthrough. Just by paying attention to the body, the anger that was about the body or her relationship that she held about the body showed up. So 
what do we do in, you know, in, in things like that? How do we begin to come back to the body? And most importantly, how do we begin to love the body? So that's where the whole conditioning about body image plays a huge role. We are programmed to, first of all, there's so much uh, sense of worth attached to how we look. Okay, all of us. We can't escape it. We can only be mindful of it. And then secondly, we associate if someone is overweight or someone has not a kind of a misshapen body, then we make a judgment on that person or they don't know how to take care of themselves. They are just a slob or they just be dumb. All kinds of associations we make. And these are not even conscious. We just get filled with the judgment. And not even the others. And notice the self-judgment that the programmed mind is thinking, oh my God, I hate my body. I obviously can't take care of it. I obviously um, very, I'm not good looking. I am not beautiful. Who's going to want me? I'm not going to make it in the world because of how my body is. So here's the, you know, here's the deal. So I started to, you know, I guided her again to back to her body. And I said, if your body was your child, maybe many children, and you tell your children, you over there, too fat and ugly, I don't want you. You are, you know, broken. You made a mistake there and you were a bad child or whatever. You were not disciplined or behaved the way I wanted you to behave. Um, you didn't do as I asked you to do. So go hide in a corner. I don't want you. So immediately when I said that, of course, it's very difficult to do that to a real person. I don't think in normal cases that these are your little children. You, the sense of love is what, why I use this example. So the love can come forth for your body if you think your body is your child. And the, really the thing is all the, at the cellular level, there is, there's gotta be a connection with you and the body. So the cells of your body are happy. They're feeling welcomed. They're feeling loved. Your body is feeling loved. So tears started to, you know, Stroll down her eyes, and uh, and I said, "That's how you got to love your body back to healing." And we literally have to kind of reparent every aspect of ourselves and love ourselves to healing. So, body is an important aspect of us. The body is what allows our soul to be here in the third dimensional world, in the physical world, so we can experience the richness of life. So tuning into, you know, how to love the body is how you would love your child. As a parent, you don't judge your children. You don't, you, you, if a child is feeling, you know, abandoned or not feeling good enough and hiding in the corner, you would gently go stroke their back. 
will gently whisper, you know, words of care and, and love to them and reach your hand out. So when they feel safe, they put their hand in yours and you bring them into love. That's the same thing we have to do with our body. We have to love our body. And it's not, you know, the, so her perception was that the body had abandoned her, that the body didn't come through for her with all the health issues and it gotten fat and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And I said, no, it's the other way around. You abandoned the body. And the body's waiting, waiting and waiting whenever you may pay attention and love it back so it can do what you expect it to do. So, you know, our, we talk about vibration. We talk about how the universe responds to our vibration. Forget the universe. Your body at the very cellular level is listening to what you think about it. If you think, I hate my body because it's fat, I hate my body because it always gets sick, well, you're going to keep on getting a body that's going to make you sick. You're always going to, you know, get a body that's just not going to metabolize anything you're experiencing or eating well, and, you know, the weight is going to get layered on and layered on. So, that's the way to connect back to the body just by simple touch, breathing life into it, breathing love and connection to it. And one of the things that I suggest for my uh, clients is uh, who have, you know, have this kind of experience, trauma response to the body is to do a self oil massage is called Abhyanga in Ayurveda. A very immensely healing, nurturing, and the best self-care method, self-care thing that you can do for yourself. So just really taking oil, warming it up. There are many different kinds of oils, and I don't, that's not what this podcast is cast is about, but you can get that more information from my website. But you know, making having a warm oil and then using the oil to massage the body. More than the technique, okay? You can massage yourself wrong, really. You know, the, it's kind of like you massage one part of the body and the second day, come on, touch me here, massage me. It just feels good. Your feeling level guides you how to massage. So yes, there's a technique, but it's you will figure that out. But the important part of the massage is the, the intention, the love that you carry is how you touch yourself with love with nurturance, with care, and, you know, how soothing the, the effect of the massage, the soothing effect that you feel, how it affects your nervous system, how it feels like, you know, just a touch of love, like you've been loved and hugged uh, so tenderly when you massage yourself. So that's the intention. So one of the ways is to massage the body you, you, you can just simply just even massage your hands or the bottoms of your feet, but really massage all over the body. It's a practice that's not common in the Western culture. Many times in the Western culture, we put lotion after the shower. So this type of massage is uh, oil massage all over the body, you know, um, um, starting, you know, you can also, there's oil pulling, 
after the floss, put the oil in the mouth, keep it in the mouth. You can lubricate your nostrils, ears, around the ears, bottoms of the feet, and then just long strokes upward towards the lymph centers, which is one around the thighs, and rounded motions around the joints, and then around the belly, gentle clockwise around the belly. Many times I uh, people who have digestive issues, I ask them to do a, like a kind of a meditation where you are breathing and, you know, really gently massaging the belly in the clockwise direction to really encourage the flow to happen naturally, to connect, to connect to the emotions, to the gut. And it really works wonders. So, um, so touching and touching yourself with just gentle and love and nurturing touch to the body is connects us to the body. And then the tissues, the, your body at the very cellular level receives that touch and it's nothing but healing. Okay. So we can't, you know, when we, so the way to come back to the body, if, if due to a trauma, you have left the body is to use your gentle touch, a caring touch, breathing into it, trying methods like, you know, a Bianga oil massage and really come to open your heart. Really open your heart to the body that has carried you for so many years. You know, women, if you're a woman who had children, your body that has like really manufactured or created a living being inside of you, and the body that carries you from place to place and allows you to experience this life. So in that sense, body is a temple. Um, you know, a long time ago, some 30 years ago, when I was in one of the yoga workshops, the teacher, um, we chanted this song, which goes something like this. is hey, Jana, hey, Jana, hey, Jana, hey. Our body is our temple. We must take care of her. Hey, Jana, hey, Jana, hey, Jana, hey. I used to teach and, you know, sing this song with my son when he was little because I used to massage him a lot. So body is the temple, even when it gets old. I mean, when I think about the temple, there's so many temples that are, the structure has fallen apart. The paint has come up. The bricks have become loose. But centuries, you know, decades or centuries after centuries, we go visit that temple, the oldest temple. You know why? Because of the experience we have when we go inside it, the energetic experience, the feeling, because of the history that temple carries, we are in awe of it. We can do the same for our body. Be in awe of the body. Look at, you know, the hands, pick up the food, goes into our mouth. The feet allows us to walk. We can bend the knees and sit on the butt, lay on our back, lay on our stomach. And the body helps us reach and find things. We do so many, uh, so much of our life is dependent upon the, you know, our body allows us to experience this life. So the body is the temple. And we don't judge the temple by how the temple looks on the outside. We bow down to the temple and we are in awe of the experience that we get when we are inside it. 
And I also shared, um, you know, with my client, my mom, after having given birth to 11 children, um, sure, our body had cellulite, fat, flaps everywhere. And in those days, exercise was not a norm. People just kind of lived, housework, whatever, gave birth to children. And the, the awareness wasn't there. But maybe, you know, they also didn't need all this awareness about food also because food was pretty much pure food. But nonetheless, the body just took, a, you know, a natural course of aging the body when you're not um, paying attention to it. So, I mean, and anytime when you, you know, look at, think about your old, old grandmother or even your mothers, do you care how their body looked? I love my mom's body. It, it represented love. I would just hug her and cuddle into her and play with her body. And she would like try to get me off of her back. And, but it represented to me love, warmth, um, like a, you know, like an old grandmother. So we, why is it, why can't we do the same for our own body? Okay. And that's where, you know, we tap into all the, um, conditioning thank you for uh, you know all the all the marketing all the advertising on body images on how to lose weight on how to look 30 years younger and how to look like you're still in high school or college and so much emphasis on the external appearances has made almost all the women feel inadequate right and that's the programming where we have we have bought into the the the, the belief that our self-worth is attached to how we look. So that's the deprogramming that we are in the times here to do. So letting go of all of the belief system and the programming around the body. Love and accept your body as it is. I guarantee you, it will love you back. I get clients who are in their 70s and 80s. They have done certain things because they just simply did not know which has harmed the body. After all of these years, when they begin to pay attention to the body and begin to make changes as to the diet, the, what they put into their mouth, Exercise and simply breathing, miracles happen. So can you imagine abandoning and not paying attention to the body for 70 years and the moment you pay attention, it responds like it's just waiting for you. It just says, thank you. Thank you so much for looking at me. Thank you so much for loving me. Body is forgiving. Body has the healing power within itself, but we have to believe it. And our beliefs and our relationship with the body will heal the body. So we really have to let go of the shape and the size and the color of our body. We have to love our body like we love our old grandmothers when we never paid attention to their body or the fat they had or what they looked like because it didn't even matter. What we remember is the warmth and the, the, the acceptance and the nurturance we felt when they took us into the embrace of the body. So 
body is the temple and it's time to come back and connect to it and love the body. Massaging the body is a great way of telling your cells, telling your body, I'm here. I love you. And, uh, you know, the whole path of healing is about reparenting ourselves, like the spiritual reparenting ourselves. And almost all of us have to do that because no matter how good our caretakers were, there was, you know, the awareness is a shifting. Awareness continues to shift what we are aware of today as parents. Our parents were not aware of the psychological or the emotional impact of the words that came out of their mouth. And even today, even as aware as I am, I'm sure that my kid thinks we find something that, and I'm sure he does, find something that I was thoughtless or I didn't think about what that, because it's not possible. It's not possible to be so mindful that, um, I mean, it is possible to be very mindful, but, you know, the, the, there's a shift in the perception. There is a, there's a gap in the perception. There's a gap in the awareness and there's a gap in the knowledge. So how we say something and how our kids perceive it, there's going to be a difference every now and then. Okay. So that was, this is the, the podcast today is, um, you know, the, the deprogramming has to deprogramming our self-worth away from how the body looks. I think that should be the next um, episode, which I will talk about self-worth, the good old self-worth, which is, you know, universal and we all struggle with it. But so when we connect with the body to take care of the body is to paying attention to what goes inside it, right? The body's made out of Annamaya kosha is called in Ayurveda or it's made with food. What food do we put inside the body? If we truly love and honor our body, it will help us make better choices. What about resting the body? Tuning in when the body needs rest or is fatigued instead of keep going, 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 going and ignoring it until we crash is not a good way, right? So tuning into the needs of the body and resting the body. So it can continue to serve you again and again and again. And how we internally view our body and what we think of our body, it doesn't matter what we say. It doesn't matter. We can put all kinds of makeup and clothes on. And so the other people say, oh, my God, you look so good. It's not about that. It's about how do you feel? Do you feel comfortable in your skin? Can you feel comfortable into your skin? Can you lean towards that? Can you lean to honor the body, the shape and the size of it as it looks? Okay. Um, and really come to a realization that our self-worth is how we view ourselves. It's nothing to do with the body. And what may happen that when we feel worthy, 
that will allow us to make better choices and it will allow us to be mindful of how we treat our body. Our body is listening at the very cellular level. So when we disconnect from the body, the cells kind of hear this like a muffling sound. There's no connection there. They're lost in the dark. They don't know which way to go. The moment we begin to pay attention to the body, the cells, think of them as, you know, little people running around, just waiting, waiting for you to show up. And when you show up, they're like, oh, my God. I've been waiting my whole life to, to see who's the boss here. To, you know, I use these terms because I listen to, uh, I don't know if you ever listened to um, Cryon, the Circle of Twelve, the channeler. So I listened to this podcast or a meditation that he did, which was just so real, so real and really brought it home. So that's how he talks about if the cells were little people, they would be so delighted that, oh, my God, we finally get to meet the owner. And just your little attention to the body is going to go far. Okay. So we are in charge, just like we're in charge of the mind. Mind is not in charge. We are in charge of our body. We decide what we put into it. We decide how much to work it. We decide when it's time to rest it. We decide how do we view it. So stand in front of the mirror, look at your body, remove all the clothes, and love every fold, every wrinkle, every inch of your body, for it has carried you and brought you this far. And I know that when, you know, when you, when we begin to love the body, the body will be there for you. It won't abandon you. So it's not that the body abandons that. It's just that we take flight from the body as a trauma response. And um, because it feels safe that way, but it's, it's all right. It's all right to come back to the body. It's safe to come back to the body. The safety is there when you breathe into it. That's how you begin to release the pain that, you've been, that we may have been holding for a long time. The moment you breathe and offer a loving touch, the, the, the stuck energy of the pain begins to flow very easily. When the tears stroll down, we are starting to heal. When we feel the anger, we are starting to heal. When we feel like, oh my God, this is so overwhelming to finally understand this and connect this, connect the dots, we are starting to heal. That's the messy process of healing. And it's always, again, useful to ask that question, where does it hurt? And many times, you know, I would even, you know, when I was raising my kid was little, I'd say, where does it hurt? And what's the size of it? What's the shape of it? Um, how big is it? How small is it? What's the color of it? What is it trying to tell you? Just really kind of animate that so they can begin to connect with the subtle parts of the body, but it becomes very real. And your first instinct, we pick up these kind of subtle impressions from the body. We pick them up and we trust them. 
So I hope that um, in a kind of a convoluted circular way, I made my point and I hope that it was useful. And uh, so thank you so much for watching. Um, if you want to find out more about what I do, areyouwithahealingcenter.com is the website. And uh, happy Mother's Day, by the way. So honor your body, love your body, love yourselves, celebrate you. And I look forward to seeing you at the next podcast. Take care.